Hello and welcome to the Melomancy Podcast, uh, where I guess uh, we're not coming for the battle song flips, because most of y'all still listen to the audio-only version. My name's Dylan. My name's Victim. I wonder if uh, we waited long enough to make the intro work, because the last couple times we did the intro, it, uh, what's it called, uh, cut off the beginning in the VOD, and I, I don't know how long I'm supposed to wait before I start talking. But uh, we don't do this for money, so I guess it's okay. No, if you please forgive me, uh, dear listeners, I don't edit the show anymore. We just post the raw. Uh, I need to one post that we're live, and then two unmute the uh, the stream behind me so I can see if it's actually working before we go ramble for an hour and a half, and um, it doesn't fucking work because that's happened before. All right, there's the post. Let me unmute this tab. Actually working. Sweet. It works. It sounds fine. And so will the VOD. That's what we're all about. Alright. Uh, let me pull up the agenda. What the fuck are we talking about today? What are you doing over there, Vic? I hear the clicky noise of your keyboard and the flashing lights on uh, your you face. Can hear it? What, <laughs> what might you be playing I, I, right now? I, I'm, I might be trying out the new Genshin characters. So I might be doing that. <laughs> we should just get that out of the way now. Because we, we alluded to a new big Genshin update. Last time we talked two weeks ago, because it was like it came out that night, and you like went to go play it right after, or, or no, you waited for stream. That's right, or did yeah, you? Yeah, I was really, really tempted to, but I waited till the next day. Yeah, so um, that happened. That update was pretty good, actually. I'm very happy because that game would have probably died if that update sucked. Honestly. Oh, it probably would have obliterated it. Yeah. Genshin was on thin ice for um, a couple updates, not having anything of substance. Uh, for their update. They really knocked this one out of the park. I was really happy. Um, it took me three whole sittings to beat all the stuff. Because, like, yeah, that's not normal. Like, normally I'll be like, okay, I'm going to sit down today and I'm going to beat the story that came out and then I'm going to go back to just grinding forever. Because that's it's that kind of game, right? And then... Um, uh, There's so many secrets, too. Holy shit. I have not even scratched the surface. Like, you're going to have to take me to like, the co-op and, and show me because I can't figure it out. So, some <laughs> of the world quests... When you finish them, they're not done. Okay. Like, there's more to just go and do. And there's some things that aren't even side quests that link together and shit. And it's insane. This game is not the kind of game you expect the level of nuance from, like, a choice-based, you know, RPG. Even though the main story doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. But everything else does. Which is just insane. It does a lot right, uh, which is pretty good for a you know a free to play slot machine. <laughs> yeah, basically. I know. I, I I shouldn't rag on it too much. Uh, but to be honest, like I, I did kind of rush the story. I enjoyed every minute of it, but like I didn't touch any of the secrets. I think I still have some waypoints I haven't even unlocked yet. Like, um, and the the bosses I haven't even found them. <laughs> like that electro oh. dude. I don't even know how to get to him. And the, the thing in the water? I don't even have a clue. Like, Damn. I'll get there. It's uh, it's interesting. It's fun once you get there. It's it's like... There's just way too much in this update mm-hmm. to a point that, like, I'm a little worried to see how the, ne- the next regions will be. Are they going to be as received as well? I'm actually a little worried. Because, I mean, like, you got China... And you got, like, European-inspired, which are two very easy things to nail. Mm-hmm. And they've been hyped up since day negative 100. Um, 
And then you got the Japan-inspired one, you know. So you, they already got the three like major mm-hmm. ones out of the way. How are they going to handle India slash like Iran? Well, I mean, Su- yeah. Sumeru is like a mixture of like Northern Africa, Middle East, and like Indian cultures. Right, right, right. So it's like, are they going to nail that? Like, that's not a that's not a culture that everyone thinks like, oh, that's really. I mean, I do. I fucking love it. Uh, I'm all for that shit. I'm excited for it. But is it gonna? Are they gonna nail it as well as they nailed all these other three zones? I'm worried about that. Yeah, we'll find out. Um, I'm pretty excited. Uh, it feels like I'm a gambling addict uh, when I think about how little I play against in these days and how much money I'm planning to spend on uh, the the new Electro Archon chick that is coming out because she's got the thickest thighs and it's like I, I must have them i don't care how much it costs <laughs> maybe i have a problem but at the same time like when's the last time i spent like i spent a little bit on venti the rerun the rerun because i was like he's end he's end game like yeah i should get him i never built him i replaced my bennett with him in, in my comp it's like i thought i'd use him a lot just how strong he is and uh he is that good, but I, I don't have any comps that use him. Like, I, I should have just skipped. Like, I don't use him. Uh, the Zongli rerun, I rolled on that just to get an extra constellation because I'm a Zongli main. That made sense, right? Uh, I spent a little bit, only a little bit, on Ganyu. Um, mostly for how she looked, but whatever. She ended up being top tier. But, like, uh, other than that, like, and the original spend that is on my Odyssey account, if you want to see the... the, the I, I, I recorded it. Um, for for Zhongli, uh, I don't really spend on this game very much, and I'm thinking, does the amount of time I put in today justify how much I will plan? I plan on spend in the immediate future, because right now my budgeting plan, like I pay myself a little bit of money, right? Like every paycheck for guilt free, whatever, right? Guilt free. That's how I bought Crowfall, right? Guilt free, right? It's in the budget. Can't overspend if it's in budget, right? I can spend on whatever I want. And, um, so, yeah, <laughs> I need to take a <laughs> take a page out of that. I've been so much shit. I've been spending money on lately, mm-hmm. to a point that like, I mean, I, I budget myself. Like, I, I've got money. It's not like I'm spending money that I, I that I'm gonna miss, you know. Right. But it's to a point where I'm like, if I overspend, I'll feel bad about it. So I'm just not gonna do that. I get it. And then I almost do it all the time. <laughs> So right now, my plan is to roll until I get ball. I'll probably stop at C0, just because I, I don't have that kind of money. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll roll all the rolls I have. Like, I won't stop at C0. But, like, I'm not going to put more money in to get C1, is what I mean. If it happens in a couple 10 pulls, then, yeah, I might get two of her. Yeah. Maybe not. Um, I don't know how far into pity I am, because it's been so long since I rolled. The logs are wiped. Yeah, that's true. And then whatever I have left over, so I have this here, right? This is a squid triton. This is my beater. Um, open up. Beater, battle song, right? You can tell by the little battle scars from all the concrete I drop it on, right? And so this is a pretty decent trainer blade, right? I just picked up... Now, looks you, a lot like my GameCube controllers. This one, which looks like your GameCube controllers, is a called the BB Barfly. This is my newest one. Uh, it is a bottle opener. Holding up to the camera nice. for those listening at home and don't know what I'm doing. These are Balasong trainers. So yeah, this one is super nice, but it's kind of weird and it's got thick handles. So after, you may be wondering how this relates to Genshin Impact. So after I roll for ball, 
and I acquire Ball. I am going to take the remainder, and I'm going to save it uh, of my, my guilt-free money. And then I'm going to get a new trainer that is, like, $300. Uh, oh, it's, like, 240 whatever. But, like, uh, it's a very specific one that is a lot nicer than the ones I have. I'll spare you so, the details. If you know, you know. It's called a squid nautilus. Uh, I won't spare you the details on why it's so good or worth the money. You probably wouldn't believe me if I told you anyway. <laughs> I mean, the same thing for Ball, but let's be real. Yeah, like, why do you need her? Like, did you see the cutscene? Yeah. Did you see uh, how thick those thighs are? So, on that note, are you going to get the, the three friends, then? You already got one of them. The three friends. It's mentioned very briefly in the story that Zhang Li, Ball, and uh, Yaimiku Miko, fuck words. Right. Oh yeah, she's my my second choice. So if I lose the fifty fifty on Ball, I might skip her and get Yai instead. Um, okay. I will. De- I might. I'll decide. I might to... I'll decide if I lose the fifty fifty, like how many rolls I realistically have left. Like, and I'll decide then. Like, am I gonna roll for Ball? Am I going to save for Yai? Because I will take her instead. Like, she's also up there on my list of people I really want to add to my party. Um, like, because I can live without Ball. I couldn't live without Zhongli, right? Yeah. I can live without Ball. She's just pretty. And probably going to be endgame meta. Busted. Busted. Probably busted. Uh, but <laughs> isn't every new character busted at this point? Like, uh, they're... Uh, I would say they're strong. They're not creeping. They're not, it's not creeping power. Uh, yeah. But they are all busted. <laughs> like, Ayaka is, like, on a good day, in line with Ganyu. Mm-hmm. So. And Ganyu is just easy mode. Yeah. Like, absolutely easy mode. Like, I I get it. Uh, anyway, we shouldn't dwell on Genshin too long. Uh, I'm pretty aware that our audience doesn't give a shit about Genshin. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, fans, to open with that. But, um... So, so another thing that I, I put on the list for today. So, it's about Cyberpunk 2077. Now, hold on. <laughs> Bear with me. <laughs> I think I've mentioned it the last, like, two episodes in a row. And this might be the last time for a while, because I beat it. Again. So, uh, what happened was, is I, I beat it the first time. Uh, with uh, I played the male V, um, where you do... You pick all the dude options, right? There, there's some some room for 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 picking other things and still being the male V. Like it's it's very like that. Um, it's hard to explain, uh, but the point is is that I had the male voice actor, right? Uh, and yeah. I, I had two very particular love uh, choices for for moments. Like that that's just how it plays out in the game. Uh, so I beat that one. Um, I got some of the endings, not all. I intentionally did not get them all because uh, then I rerolled. Um, for the female, and I, I made Destiny pick out all the choices for the uh, the appearance, and then she did all the dialogue choices on all the things that mattered, and then we did see all the endings except one, the one that I don't care about, uh, <laughs> the the corporate ending. Um, I'll spare you the details on what those endings are because I don't want to spoil it because I think you should play two victim, uh, and our viewers. One of these days. Well, that's another point that I I want to make is that so to to play it for her right. Um, I, I need it to be in my living room where it's more comfortable. Cause this, this room I'm in, like, yeah, she has a desk right there and it works out kind of, but like, um, it's not very comfortable, uh, to like watch me play a game on my computer. And so mm-hmm. it's like, it needs to be on the TV. And so what I did, 
uh, was with our Fire Stick, which is what makes our TV smart because my my TV's old um, in the living room. I uh, got some third-party janky app store called I think it's called Aptoid or something. That sounds familiar, actually. I got Aptoid, and then I got GeForce Now, and then I paid for it ten bucks a month. Um, and what's it called? I uh, I fucking played it on a Fire Stick with the unsupported version of GeForce Now, which was really janky. Um, and the game already has problems, but it runs pretty well on GeForce Now. Uh, and yeah, we played through it again. It was a pretty good experience. And really, that game is one of the best games I've played in a really long time. It's got some flaws in regards to mechanics, like the game crashing on you sometimes. It only crashed, it never crashed on me. But sometimes I would load the game and the audio would be busted and I'd have to close the game and reload it. Yeah. Um, sometimes um, the spoken dialogue is not keeping up with the subtitles. Like, the subtitles are the correct pace and everything's moving visually on screen at the right pace. But the voice lines are, like, played a little, like, a second too late. Uh, that's super fucking annoying. And I had to reload to fix it. But it, I could still fix it, right? That's annoying. But it was fixable. And, like, those things aside, it was still, like, one of the greatest, like, games I've played in so long. Like, it was such a breath of fresh air. And it was so refreshing to have, like, a cool story. That was fun. And, you know, it made you happy and it made you sad. Your camera just died. It's back. Whoa. That's wild. Did you hear what I said? I did. But you did. You cut out on my end for a second, too. That wasn't me. I paused the download because I, I was starting to notice things are getting a little uh -huh. wonky. Well, so I'm thinking that was actually Jitsu that time. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. So. All right. <laughs> TLDR, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is probably one of the best games I've played in a really long time. And I really think that people are missing out if they say, oh, I don't want to play it. Uh, it's probably going to crash on my computer. Or, like, give it a chance. Pay for fucking GeForce Now. You know what? Ten bucks for GeForce Now for a month. You could beat it in a month. Just play it a lot. Multiple days. And then cancel. Cancel Hell, your subscription. One thing you could do, too, is... Uh... Buy it on Steam. Wait for a sale on Steam, even buy it. And then, like, give it a good quick two hours and then just refund if you don't like it. Yeah. Or refund That's it usually if what it doesn't I do. run on your computer. That, yeah. Yeah. More specifically. You might need more than two hours to really appreciate what's going on because uh, the game is a little. Uh, like, it throws you it's into It's an RPG, it. yeah. I guess, at the end of the day, right? Yeah. The game really throws you into things in the first two hours. So it might hook you in the first two hours, but, like, uh, the game, like, it has really nice setup and payoff that you have to go through the whole ride to see. Uh, and so I would say, you know, buy it on Steam, try it for two, less than two hours. If it doesn't run on your computer, refund it. Um, if it does run on your computer, don't. Stick with it. Like, it's actually going to reward you. Um, actually, on that note, too, uh, I noticed now Steam will actually do straight up, like, money refunds. You don't need to get it refunded to your wallet anymore. Nice. Which, I don't know how that works. There might be some stipulations there. So maybe, like, do some research first. But I noticed uh, when I went to refund something the, other, uh, the last time, I could get it sent right back into my bank instead of my wallet. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, fuck, I'll do that. All right. <laughs> I don't know why or if it's, if it's just new, but... It's pretty awesome. But anyway, anyway, anyway. So um, and another thing 
uh, that I, I can't unhear is that the uh, the voice actress for the female V is the same voice actress of uh, as Makoto from Persona Five, and I just I can't unhear it. And it's funny listening to her swear because I can't like unsee her as that role, as this like you know high schooler with like leather and chains and a motorcycle. I guess right? you think that's bad, dude. My I, I I don't know if I mentioned this, but my mom has gotten into watching dubbed Korean and Japanese movies on Netflix. But and why? I hear all the voice actors, and I fucking recognize them all. And it's such a jarring experience. Like the movies aren't necessarily horrible. Sometimes they are, but you know, not not. That's fine. But every time I'm like, oh, that's fucking Johnny Young Bosch. Oh, that's fucking Christina V. And I'm like, I can't unhear it, dude. I just it's it's curse. It's absolutely a curse. Like I, I know what these people look like, and that's not their face. Yeah. Ooh. I drag something up to the other monitor, thinking, "Oh, I'll put these notes over here," and then uh, it covered Oops. up on my OBS. Whoops. Uh, there's nothing sensitive on there. It was just the agenda. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, but my bad. speaking of RPGs that nobody fucking gave a shot because they were garbage in one way or another. Um, it. fucking Tales of Legendia. I've been playing it on stream. Because... It's part of your marathon, right? So, so yeah. for the viewers and listeners at home, Victim's been playing all the Tales of games in sequence. Absolutely. Which is a nightmare. Don't do it. If Absolutely. you value your time, they're great games. Nothing wrong with the games. It's just, they're very long. Very fucking long. Absolute madman. What day is it? Uh, we're going to 50. Tomorrow will be 50. 53 days of streaming Tales of games. Just, but I, I wanted to I wanted to mention it because I I feel like I'm a fucking crazy man and I, I want people to like tell me if I'm fucking crazy or not uh, even if you tell it through Dylan or whatever. This game is I'm I'm just gonna paint it out as bad as I can and then I'll explain why it's my favorite. <laughs> Horrible combat, right? It, the, they brought on the devs from Tekken and Soul Calibur to try and make a fighting game esque combat system that falls short nothing combos together nothing fuck? chains together they got throws and other like fighting game-esque shit that just is janky and it doesn't doesn't work it's 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 interesting but it doesn't work uh, so combat ends up boiling down to just slamming on the attack button and then aiming to like just walking into the enemy over and over and over and over again um the the game is like way more restrictive in like how you can travel around it. Most you know most JRPGs that you give you like a an airship or a boat or something. You don't get any of that. You get a fucking fast travel button. That's it. Like there's just there's so much going on in that regard that's just not good. Like to a point that it's actually really annoying to spend like two hours in a dungeon grinding enough levels to to proceed. Well, you don't have to grind, but you know what I mean. Like go through the dungeon, and it's just boring or bad but then it has one of the greatest soundtracks like i'd say this soundtrack competes with near automata okay hands down i can say that with, with confidence the story is so fucking good that it's so hard to go through it without like a big fucking smile on my face or yelling at my fucking mic so for for how bad it is it's then got this fucking amazing story and I'm so conflicted about it. I'm, I'm conflicted because I'm like, this is my favorite. 
this is my favorite JRPG now. Well, maybe not of all time. Like, 15 has a spot in my heart, and Xenoblade Chronicles 2 has a spot in my heart. But it's up there. It's it's in my top, like, five, top ten, whatever. It's, like, that good to me, despite the gameplay being utter dog shit. That's so sad. It's, like, I love the, the story. I love the music. I love the setting. But the gameplay is hot garbage. Like, it, yeah, dude. It actually does a setting that I feel like needs to be done more. I wanted to be I wanted to be overplayed before they stopped doing it. It's the new world setting. It's it's a, a world that's not fully like inhabited, and it takes place aside from the main continent. So everything is self-contained, and it's all a bunch of shit coming in to something. So it's like really refreshing in that regard too. But I think we'll make that the episode title: Hot Garbage. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> haven't used that one yet so ice loops i see you in the chat i i'm not ignoring you so i i forgot minecraft was still handing out capes he's talking about how he had capes in minecraft but like oh yeah i'm not going back and you can't force me <laughs> never going back i just i don't know I, I i wanted to know if i'm crazy what do you think Dylan? do you think i'm crazy for like thinking it's my favorite despite like large portions of the game no. Forcing me through horrible combat? No, you're not crazy. Like, um, I would be a hypocrite if I called you crazy because one of my favorite games ever is Drakengard. And that mm. game is hot garbage. In fact, <laughs> almost every game in that franchise, near Automata and near Replicant included, sort of, also kind of hot garbage. Like, think about, like, near Automata for a minute. Like, imagine all those, like, I'm trying to channel my inner trio, Doug. He's not here, but I I have to say <laughs> that like its depth of like combat is not Devil May Cry, it's not Ninja Gaiden, right? Like it's not up there. But it's made by the you know, right people. That's fair. It's made by the right people. It, they could have made it that. They decided against it. it. They made it just good enough, and then everything else was excellent, right? I suppose that's fair. When you think of Nier Automata, although. I've since watched a friend play it, and there was a lot about the combat that I didn't even know was a thing. But because you didn't need besides it, besides the point, because it wasn't hard. Yeah, enough. I think that's part of the point, right? Is <laughs> I really didn't need it. Yeah, it was. It wasn't challenging enough to necessitate you learning all that stuff. But I mean, it's not what you think about either. You, you, I guess, yeah, you're right. Like, you think of the soundtrack, which is fucking killer. Like, it's oh. super good soundtrack. You think about the fucking story. God, the voice actors come to mind because uh, God, I love that dub. Mm-hmm. So good. Also, like, uh, back to Drakengard, though, or Dragon Dragoon, if you never played it in English, right? Um, that's what kicked off the franchise in that game. Hot garbage. Uh, the voice acting, passable. Uh, the gameplay, awful. The mechanisms required to get all the endings, horrible. The final boss, one of the worst in history. I fucking love that game, man. <laughs> I want you to play it sometime, and I know you're going to hate it, but you're going to love it, too. But you're oh no! It, you're gonna hate yourself. I, but I think I'm at a point where <laughs> I I played way too many janky, crappy games that didn't hold up, or games that never were had never held up, um, and ended up just fucking loving them. That like if I were to like dog on a game for being crappy, it, as long as it's not like genuinely they should have never released this to the fucking public. Um, I'm probably I played, completely I play, unable to shit on it too hard. I, I've played a game like that before, where it was so bad, it's like, why did this, they release this? It was on the PS1, so like they did QA. They printed discs, right? Oh, fuck. Uh, the game was called Rascal. Um, you may not have heard of it, and that only means that you're still safe. 
That sounds familiar. Uh-oh. So uh, imagine do like a quick Google. <laughs> it's, a, it's a kid with like a backwards baseball cap, and it's like a a platformer. Your dad or caretaker. The, the story is unclear because there's not a lot of talking. But I guess he lives in a house with this mad scientist guy. I guess he's his dad or his uncle or something. And there's like oh, portals no. everywhere. And oh no! Like I have a, played this game. There's a bubble gun, and it's uh, yep. That game is hot garbage it may be the hottest garbage like why did they print this how did this pass qa like when does sony come down and saying we're not going to print this because it sucks too much like how did that happen like do you remember this game right like did you beat it no i remember (laughs) we tried to get through it multiple times like i we like friends would come over or my sister would play it or i would play it or my dad would play it or whoever and we couldn't get through it because it always had like the shittiest controls like known to man yeah and funny enough i'm reading it here on the wiki article apparently in 2018 the original developer actually explained why that was it's because the publishers forced them at the last second to make the movement controls more like tomb raider Oh, and no. so they, it was not only was it janky as shit, but it was like last minute change. That explains everything. That's a nightmare. What the fuck? You can't just change the movement system without redesigning all your levels. Mm, that's fucky. That's... I think the only game known to man that managed to do that and not and, and not shit the bed too, too hard was uh, the Crash Bandicoot remake. Right. Or remaster or whatever oh, the fuck even, it was. Yeah, and it... that was very, very minor change yeah. to it was very minor, and people just thought it was endearing because it's like, ah, oh, it's the Dark Souls of platforming. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. It was just harder because it's bad. Uh, whereas Rascal, holy shit, fuck that game. There are so many other PS1 classics that I'd rather see you play, not that one. Like, there are other really difficult PS1 games that I remember, right? Um, like Rayman, you remember the original Rayman? Not the sequel or any of its crazy remakes or the rabbits bullshit, but like the original, the yeah. original game. That game was hard as fuck, right? Yeah, I, I think I played through the first like three or four games before I just stopped, I including the, the, the 3D one. one on the N64. Like that's when I started to, to doubt that I was good at video games when I was like six or whatever, however old I was. I don't remember, but like because I couldn't beat Rayman, I'm like this game's too hard, and like. I, I was good at video games because my mom wouldn't buy me a new one until I beat the last one, right? Yeah. And so it's like, I, I have to beat it or I'm never getting another new video game in my life. And Yeah, oh fuck, yeah. Sonic was like that for me. It, that was my first game that I played. Like, I watched my, my, my dad play through fucking whatever. Then he they sit me down and they're like, we got you a saga, here's Sonic 2. Go. I mm. could not beat that game. So hard. Another one that comes to mind, uh, but is not difficult, and I hunt, I, I platinumed it, even though there was no trophies. It was PS1. Uh, Ape Escape. That game, 10 out of 10. Love Ape Escape. That game is so fucking That cool. is a pretty decent game. There is a secret boss if you capture all the monkeys. A secret level at the end. And I did it. <laughs> I I was, uh, I had this, maybe it's autism, or, or maybe I'm just weird, but like, I had this thing where I, when I was young, right? And I, I still kind of do this. But, like, um, I have a real appreciation for architecture in level design. Like, you don't know how... Me like, too. I would build my ACs and armored core specifically so I had the full map, like, as I progressed to the level. It's not just around me. 
And I remember going at Narmacore 2 and playing the final level where Phobos is falling to the, the surface of Mars and you need to stop the bad guy, right? Uh, and I remember just admiring the architecture of the entire level and how symmetrical it was and not symmetrical it was in certain places because we're only seeing parts of the base. But, like, it was clearly of alien design because it was an alien super weapon, right? Um, and with, like, human parts built onto it. And it's, like, it was very intentionally designed that way and by, by clear experts. And I would do the same thing in Ape Escape. Like, the, the little castle that floats out of the ground and the, the, la the first level of the last section, right? Like, that thing, like, I would map that out in my head. I could draw it on paper if I, play it re if I had played the game recently. Like, Damn. and when I was young, for sure, I could write that shit on paper. Like, I really appreciated the way levels were designed. And um, that might be why I hated Tomb Raider. <laughs> yeah, Tomb Raider. It didn't make sense. Like, it's like, why is this here? Why is that yeah. here? What purpose does that seem? I mean, you'd probably fucking hate Dark Souls 2 as well. Dark Souls 2, man. You, you, later on, at some point, you should look up the fucking the transition into the Iron Keep. And just watch as it makes your brain want to, like, scream. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I remember my second playthrough. I'm climbing an elevator. And then I come out to, like, a bridge over a pool of lava. And I'm like, I just came up from a windmill. Um, like, that shit what? would bother me so bad. <laughs> I'm like, I like, in my head, I'm like, how did I not notice that the first time? What the fuck? I, I just, I don't it's, get it. It's so bad. But I, I was a real nerd for uh, for uh, level design. That is that is for fucking sure. I I really love like looking at maps a lot. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I was I was definitely to that extent. But considering that like any game with a map maker, dude, I would spend more time in the map maker than I would anything else. Oh yeah, same. Like especially so Tenchu like, Tenchu Two was yeah. my shit. I'm I just have... like, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I I fucking it, it's so it's so much more fun to create something that you know people are going to touch and play. And that's why I stuck with Far Cry Instinct's Predator for like three plus years, probably more than that. I that bet. game blew me away with how much, like, to the day that that game basically died, we were still finding new glitches to make new interesting things on the maps. Wow. I, I even invented some of them. I, I mean, you play the game and mess around with the map maker for so fucking long, you're bound to be one of those people, right? But like... Sorry, responding to chat. So, uh, no, it's all good. Ice Loops just pointed out that something is looping, and I don't know if it's the audio or the video or the chat. Like, I could, I have the video open, muted on the left, and I can see that my hand's moving, and I can tell that we're moving forward. So I think it's going to be fine. But I was getting worried no, that our, our shit was fucked up, but I, I guess it's fine. Uh, anyway, it's just Groundhog Day, and we're good. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> uh, anyway. Groundhog Day in the middle of summer. <laughs> I pointed this out in the previous episode, but uh, Tenchu 2 had a uh, a secret level editor tile set for after yep. you beat the game that was European Castle, and it was just Dark Souls. <laughs> it's like, yeah, thanks, Formsoft. Uh, I think <laughs> it was meant to reference Kingsfield, actually, if I remember correctly, which was like a, a game they made that was even older than Tenchu. I think it was even older than Tenchu. Probably it was. Probably. Um, certainly. Game, <laughs> unforgiving the game. Like, you can't see the traps coming half the fucking time. That, oh man. And I, I always put traps in my, my level editors. I don't know. Like, uh, I, it, it's sad though. Cause like, I don't have time for a level editor now. I know I yeah. would love it. 
I don't have time to sit down and edit levels, but like maybe when my kids are a little bit older, they would like that. And then maybe that's something that we could do together because I, I, I'd have time for that. But like right now with the time I have on my computer. The How many of- games even have level editors anymore? Well, some games are just level editors like uh, Super Mario. That's, that's fair. That's very fair. I mean, Minecraft can be that way too if you really wanted to be. Yeah, Ice Loop says he liked Heroes of Might and Magic Three. That might have had a level editor. I don't know for her. I, I never. Maybe that's one of the better ones if I remember correctly. So uh, I would hope it has one. Maybe that's a joke, <laughs> but maybe. I don't know. Um. And yet here we are, uh, you know, years later, and you know, I'm a recovering Warframe addict, and there's no symmetry in those levels. Yeah, some of those levels hurt me. Yeah. You can see out the window, and then you, like, turn a fucking, hit a goddamn U-turn and going down another fucking corridor, and you see a window that should lead to the fucking room you were just in, but it's to the outdoors. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, um... It's procedurally I don't generated. Know what kind of magic this is. <laughs> yeah, procedurally generated. Uh, good for content, bad for symmetry, and bad for map nerds. Uh, Actually... <laughs> I'd argue, I don't even think it's good for content. I think it's just, it's just lazy design. And for some games, it makes sense to do. So like, you know, smaller games where it would be a nightmare to map every single thing out. And it's a way of getting your indie title out quicker, which I guess Warframe was kind of indie at first. So mm-hmm. that's not, not a bit, not, not, not the dog on Warframe, but mm-hmm. for that specifically, at least. Um, but I think that Warframe could probably shy away from it nowadays and make more like compelling maps for at least some of the, the more bigger content. Oh, certainly. Uh, and, you know, maybe we'll, one day we'll see the day. <laughs> I mean, they're, they, I mean, this new story content stuff is probably going to be that. Yeah. In all fairness. Also, the, the open world areas, they don't change. That's true, too. Yep. They, they just made a big map and they, they made a bunch of missions that change that take place in these little areas. And that's fine to me. Uh, but anyway, we should probably move on to another topic. Um, so, next on our list. <laughs> Sticking close <laughs> to the agenda today, guys. I, uh, I'm a little tired. So, Crowfall. I finally played it last night for the first time. You've been playing it for a while. I imagine your, 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 your take is a little different now. Things are a little bit more settled. Right? Like with the yeah. community, the PvP experience, the player economy. Like, is it the hype? Is it the real shit? So, it's fun. And especially when you got a group of people, it is really fun. It basically, in a way, kind of gives that hero crab fix. Mm-hmm. Which was kind of like what BDO did for you for a little bit. Yeah. But I think it, it, it still has a lot of flaws. And it's definitely rough around the edges in some areas. Like, for instance, right now, one of the issues that the game's going through is that in the faction versus faction servers right now, um, you can just jump ship whatever you want to the winning faction and just gain the rewards. And just benefit. It's like, on one hand, it's nice to be able to swap because there's just not... Right now, I mean, it's getting bigger. There's, there is a lot of people coming in, but it's a slower trickle than most games would have, right? Oh, real quick, real quick. So Ice Loops asks, yeah. is it like WoW, but with RuneScape aesthetic? No, it looks like Fortnite. <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's WoW, but with Fortnite aesthetic, yeah. yeah no, yeah. It, it's not even... Uh, I'd say a, a better way of phrasing it, too, would be more like uh, 
It's like Guild Wars 2, but without any of the story. You know, the character models and the facial animations sometimes remind me of Jack and Daxter. Maybe it's the pointy yeah. ears. Well, it's it's because I think the, the designers are all from, like, uh, not Toontown, but the uh, Wizard 101, which is basically just Wizard Toontown, um, honestly. But but yeah, so it's uh, it's an MMO with a heavy emphasis on faction-based PvP. It's like... It's like we're playing um, Camelot Unchained early, er, and shitty. <laughs> yeah, to some extent. Yeah, that's a better yeah. way of putting it. Um, the game's combat is fucking solid, though. I mean, that that's the thing that shines the most is the, the actual gameplay is fun. It's nice mm. to finally, like, when you get into a fight with someone and it actually feels like you're fighting them, which I think, honestly, there's some MMOs out there on the market that are, like, beloved, you know, everyone plays... And it feels like you're just slapping each other with fucking, like, wet noodles for 30 minutes straight. Yeah. Uh, at least this game doesn't do that. Big number go woo. Uh, yeah. Not for me. Like, I thought Guild Wars had pretty fun PvP. But, like, it's it got it gets stale because they don't support it. Right? Like, yeah. You can get the same experience playing Guild Wars 2 PvP today that you would have gotten six years ago. Same, same. Yeah, experience. that bothers me same about map, Guild Wars. Same classes, a little difference, like little differences in the the expansion classes that that do come out. Which, by the way, they are making a new expansion. It's real. Um, yep. With new specializations, they did a whole little presentation. I watched some of it, but I don't care. Like I, I watched it hoping it would make yeah. me care. It didn't make me care. And that's I think sad. that's where I'm at too. Is it's just like, I, I hate to. I hate when something makes me feel that way where I'm just like, I just, I, no matter how cool or flashy or interesting or fresh, even for that matter, that it's something is for something that like world of Warcraft can't do that for me anymore. I'm, I'm assuming Guild Wars two can't, I haven't watched it yet. So like, you know, um, but like, there's just something built into me that after a while of something just stagnating or being boring to me, that it just stays that way, no matter how flashy or cool it gets. Yeah, I was just playing a chat. I was listening. No, it's okay. <laughs> it just, yeah, it's just one of those moments of like, I don't know. It's not a good feeling because it's like, I, how much time and money have I spent in Guild Wars 2? Yeah, like, same, a lot. And but... that's how I felt about Warframe, too. And that's why I'm excited by the recent developments in Warframe that actually make me want to play it again. Because it's like, ah, oh, I spent a lot of money on that game and it's still there. <laughs> And I would love to dust off that account and start making progress and, and doing new and exciting shit. And, you know, um, I one day I'll feel that with Guild Wars, but it, it may never come. The day may never come. Like, I I just tuned out in the Icebrood song. I held on longer than you did, right? Yeah. Uh, I went all the way to Icebrood, like, following the, the story updates. And I got, like, two episodes in. And I'm just like, I don't care about this. Fuck your bag. Fuck these characters. And I was just like... I don't care. Like, it, I think MMO, like especially like more on the theme park side of MMOs, they're gonna start realizing that they can't just string along a fucking story for you know, ten plus years and expect people to just be okay with it. Like Final Fantasy fourteen, I'm hoping is learning that lesson right now. Their next expansion is supposed to be the end of this like story. Like it's going to be the end. We don't know what that necessarily means for the game, but it's the end as we know it basically i'd like to point out ice loops in the chat like 
I, I, what I typed him just a minute ago was, oh, if you buy Crow Fog, hook up with our guild. He, he says, but it's $100 a year. No, no, um, th that's not right. <laughs> There's no monthly fee. Uh, but there is, like, you can pay to advance faster, which is kind of shitty if you think about it, right? There's, like, a membership that gives you some perks. But uh, yeah. it is totally optional. And what Mike recommended from our group, we've mentioned him on the show before, Mike, uh, what he and you, Victim, recommended to me last night was um, if I have time, I could just pay for a month of membership. I can get done with the things I want to get done. I can roll the extra characters I want to roll. And then I can let the membership lapse. Don't pay for it again. I can still log in and use all that shit. Yep. Right? Like extra uh, characters. I'm going to let mine lapse, in fact. So. Yeah. So if you pay for the membership and then you get a bunch of shit done, like you, ro you add some extra characters, you boost them up with the membership perks and... Uh, basically fast track your way to making them P PvP viable, which does not take long. Um, let it lapse, and then just keep playing. Like, it's fine. Yep. Uh, I think a lot of the, the quote-unquote pay-to-win worries that went, went in with Crowfall kind of have been kind of uh, alleviated after playing it. Like, sure, there's a little bit there that's a bit weird. Like, the buying of mounts, although you later on you'll come to find out the mounts are, like, handed out like candy. Um, to a point that it's really not that big a deal. Like I, I, I'm sitting on like five of like the best mounts in the game right now that I just got for free for no reason. So not that big of a deal. I'm, I'm I don't plus, even. I think we even <laughs> our our guild earned like another nine of them or something. So we just have so fucking many. Like not a problem. Um, Did you hear about Guild Wars 2's new mount that was announced with the the freaking trailer? I didn't. We didn't see any footage no. of it, but it's a giant turtle. I think it's a, That's group, kinda, it's a group mount. It's kind of cool. I think. Oh, okay. And the new zone looks cool. Um, Cantha. No, wait. Yeah, Cantha. I'll, yeah, yeah. I always get Cantha and Alona confused, but yeah, it's Cantha. It's it's modern Cantha. I still don't care. Like, they got Colin Johan Colin motherfucking Johansson back. Original game director at Guild Wars 1. Game director at Guild Wars 2 again. Still don't care. Like... They got the man for the job, though. I will yeah. give them that. <laughs> they absolutely do. Um, but he was there at the beginning of Guild Wars 2, and I thought the beginning of Guild Wars 2 was a little mishandled. But I don't know if that was his fault. That's That was my worry. Uh, Hydro mentioned it to me, and I'm like, yeah, but wasn't he during, uh, there during like all that like fucky bits? And I'm like, I'm not sure if that's a good thing, man. <laughs> yeah, like Living World Season 1. It might not be a bad thing. The though. core story, the initial couple updates, like, it was kind of a rough launch. Like, a lot of people played it. It very quickly shot into, like, top, what, what five MMOs? It was number one for a little bit. A lot of people forget that. All MMOs are number one for a little bit. <laughs> that's also true. Realistically, the new MMO on the block, as long as it doesn't fucking flop hard... Pretty much hits number one. Yeah. So as long as it it doesn't start with the letter B and rhymes with S. <laughs> Bless online. Oh, okay. It took me a fucking. <laughs> I, that, I removed that one from my memory. Fuck. They re-released that game and it's still bad. Uh, yeah, they they re-released it and then they did a fucking a part like a sequel that just it's they're never it, it, they're they're cash grabbing and people know so it's just never gonna go. It's so sad. It's just a really sad state of affairs. But, like, um... Fuck, I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm just I'm just using Crowfall and I guess pretty much any other game I'm playing right now. 
Yeah. It's just a stepping stone, a, a way, like a, a waiting list, if you will, for Ashes. Ashes of so I think, whatever. I forget the name already. Ashes of Creation. Ashes I think. Creation. I think it's. I think it's going to be the one that. It's hard. It's hard to not look at it because I. I sympathize with the guy that's making it. He is in the same boat as me. He knows exactly the problems that I'm having, and that could just be him preaching to me. I, I'll, I'll fully admit that I, this could, you know, what are they, what are the kids called nowadays? Copium, hopium. I don't fucking know. Some sort of drug where I'm pretending that hopium. I am. Um... <laughs> Anyways, but you know, it's, it's one of those moments where like, sure, it could be shit, but I know this guy. Well, I say I know him. Like I, he was an arcade player. I know him. Uh, I know he, he big... wants what I want. <laughs> <laughs> me, he's me. No, but, um, we're he... him. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was an arcade player, and I fucking arcade is like for as shit as that game had in its systems. It was probably one of my favorite games I've ever played. I still crave it to this day, mm-hmm. and and so like I know what he wants, and it's the same thing I want. It's the same thing one of our other friends' dream wants. So, and oh, and on top of that, we know it's going to get completed because he's got a clear vision for what he wants. Mm-hmm. He just wants to make arcade. That's slightly better, has more hybrid combat instead of tab target combat, and he wants to make it not pay to win. And I was like, well, "What's not to love there?" For you know, at least yeah. fans of that genre of MMO, right? It's like as long and he's he's I think he's like a multimillionaire paying out of pocket for the rest of the money. So even if they go over budget, we're he we're covered. He's got the money. He's got the bag. It, it's what he <laughs> wants. It's his passion project. So it's like it's 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 hard to say that this game won't come out. I'm estimating like either like late next year or like the, the year after. Probably would have been sooner if COVID didn't like slap yeah, us in the throat. Fair. So, so. we'll just you know tide uh, our, ourselves over on Crowfall and count our blessings. I will be there with you uh, for the most part. Uh, but lately, like I, I've only played a little bit of it, but you got you got Splitgate installed, right? That's actually what I was installing that was making my internet go all wonky. Oh earlier. my god, you waited. No, it's okay. I, I forgot to I forgot to queue it up because I was doing something the other night when I went to bed and I, I was like, I'll just lean out and grab my mouse real quick once it's done, but I just fucking passed out. It's all good. Like I feel kind of bad. Queued. I just yeah. didn't Yeah. I feel kinda bad about Splitgate because I missed out on a hipster opportunity and I hate hipsters. But it feels good to be able to claim what they claim. Right. Hey man, there's nothing wrong with being a hipster as long as you don't throw it in people's face. All there right? you go. I I live by that. <laughs> so I I heard about Splitgate a long time ago because I I think Steam recommended it to me or something. I was looking at arena shooters like uh, fuck, what are they these days? Reflex, Toxic, uh, fucking. Is Toxic even alive anymore? No. I was gonna say I'm pretty certain that <laughs> died on arrival. It died on arrival, and they went like free to play premium pass, which they should have done at the beginning. Like, originally, they had the moral high ground of saying, no, buy to play, because we won't sell power. And it's like, yeah, that's great. It's an arena shooter. You shouldn't be able to buy power. Why would you ever do that? Like, Yeah, just swipe your credit card and have a fucking sniper rifle at the beginning of every match. And, you know, there's Quake Champions. That's quite literally up my alley. Uh, and I played a lot of that. Um, maybe not as much as I should have, but, like, I, I was pretty good at it. Like, not, like... Oh my god, perfect bridge to rail every time, like, good at it. But, like, I could I could kill people in that game, right? Like, I was competitive. Mm. Uh, similar to how in Halo, like, I was, I was, 
I could kill people in Halo, but I wasn't like super good. Um, so with split grenade, it kind of combines the two because like everyone has a portal gun, right? Um, and it's all Halo match modes like team SWAT, team shotguns, fucking oddball, oddball literal oddball. Right. I saw that and I'm like, that, that I was literally you were talking to me about it. I was scrolling Twitter and uh, a dude, a shooter dude I follow that like, he plays like a lot of Call of Duty, and he fucking like was like playing around with a disco ball in his hand, portaling like from the top of the bottom of the map, just juking gunshots the entire time. And I'm like, the, the only thing I think of is like, what the fuck is playing oddball? I'm like, yeah. no shooters re- recreated, uh, uh, re- recreated, sorry, fuck that um that they, game mode I'm they like, should right, have that I'm was in. a good game mode i don't understand why people didn't copy halo more like I, the reason why i can i can tell you right now it's because it restricted your ability to shoot and developers seem to think that everything needs to be all about the powers in your hands at any given point in time like motherfucker you're holding the thing that generates points for your fucking team. What do you mean you don't? The powers were in your hands. That's right. That's quite literally the power. These split gay guys, they get it, right? They they saw Halo and it's like that's a cool game mode. Let's make it in our game, right? And and um, so what that clip you're seeing was like he was using portals and velocity to stay airborne yep. the entire time to to get points, right? Um, like he was in doing that on on purpose to to not get killed. And what's cool about Splitgate, and if you play the tutorial, which it forces you to do, it takes like a minute. <laughs> it's quick and it's painless. But when you first boot the game, it'll put you in a tutorial. And the tutorial will make it very clear. Like, hey, you could see through your portal. You could shoot through your portal. You could... It's like the, it's like playing Portal, the game. Like, you could see through it and you could see to the side. Uh, enemy portals, you can't see through them. You just see like that there's a portal there. But you can still shoot through them. You can still jump through them. You just don't know what's on the other side. So, like, I could camp my portal and be like, I'm going to shoot anyone who comes through. I mean, if you stand still, you're going to die anyway, right? But let's, let's say you're in a pretty good position or you're just you're just aiming for a little bit and you're going to move in a second, right? You're not actually camping. That, that would get you killed. Um, so don't do that. But uh, you could, you know, shoot through your portal and kill somebody. Like, I could portal out to get away from someone who's chasing me immediately turn around and before they jump through my portal just like gun them down because they've assumed that i've run off maybe they're looking for my other portal right or they're just gonna chase after me and jump through my portal but i'm, I'm standing here with a shotgun and i'm about to blow their face off right like it's effective and uh there's a type of grenade called the emp grenade that has a pretty wide blast radius detonates on contact only destroys portals does no damage right so like let's say um this dude is trying to like portal like, he jumped down, and he's going to portal into the ground to, like, shoot up somewhere. You just throw a grenade at the ground, and then his portal's gone. And he's, like, his momentum, he just crashes into the ground. And he's, like, ah, what do I do with this oddball? Oh, no, they have a gun. Like, they're dead. <laughs> right? Like, it was so high So how octane. are the grenade physics? They're all right. Like, uh, regular grenades bounce, kind of like the, you would expect from Halo. And then uh, the EMP grenades, they detonate on contact. Kind of like a plasma grenade, but the plasma grenades don't blow up right away in Halo, right? But they they stick. Yeah. EMP, there's no sticking or waiting. They just detonate when you hit something. Um, okay. And, yeah, like, um, there's guns on the map that you can pick up, kind of like Halo. But, like, I did not spend a whole lot of time switching guns. Like, except for the ones I spawn with, right? Mm. And that was fine. I thought that was fine. I mean, to be fair, most times when... So, a lot of people forget... Um, like a lot of people look at Halo as being like the oh guns on the map kind of game, 
Yeah, sure. I mean, mm. Sniper Rival, Rocket Launcher, Energy Sword were like the big top three. It's inspired by and Quake, was... yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. But most times you were just going to use the battle rifle that you spawned with. <laughs> yeah. You weren't really going to use anything else. Especially in Halo 2, like that BXR shit. Yeah. Oh, man. Deadly. Yep. Absolutely deadly. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you're installing it. We should play it sometime. Um, but uh, uh, speaking of playing stuff sometime, I did put on the agenda that we should talk about what happened to one RAF. So, oh yes, our good friend Colonel Rick, who does not go by Colonel Rick anymore, uh, by the way, <laughs> but we we still call him that. But uh, his username is is other things. If you joined our Discord, you'd know. Um, he's not here today. But I'll do. I'll try to do the story justice. Uh, so, so there we were, right? Uh, in a previous episode, I believe we talked about how two RAF fell apart. Um, TLDR, there was drama. They basically, there was this one guy that owned the Discord, and he owned the guild, or the outfit, in the game. And he wanted to keep that spot, but he wanted other people to run it for him that were democratically elected. And that sounds like, oh, what an upstanding guy, right? Like, this is cool. And he's like, I am like the arbiter of democracy. I will be the owner, but I will not run it because you need to elect your leader and whatever, right? Turns out it was just a vehicle to backdoor power trip, which he then did. And then, but the people who were actually in charge of this goddamn outfit had a backup plan where they had another Discord with all the channels mirrored. Uh, and they had a Discord bot that was already on the main Discord. Uh, and then what they did was that bot had a program in it, uh, like a little script or whatever that DMs all the people that are in the server the link to the new server. And so they were able to retain a good chunk of their players by telling them, hey, we moved to a new Discord because everything fell apart. Join us over here. If you talk about it on the old Discord, they'll ban you. And that was true because it was a shit show. Um, I won't go into more depth about the depths of the shit show because there's more to tell, but I can't tell it accurately. Um, but they made a new outfit. They called it one RAF instead of two RAF. First Republic Assault Force instead of Second Republic Assault Force. Woohoo. Uh, all the cool people we like to play with moved to a different faction. The blue team. That was the, the armor division of, of 2RAF. Uh, and then the guild has been slowly losing players ever since. Oh no. Who could have saw this coming? Uh, so they're trying, to get, they're trying to get their shit together. They just agree. Well, I say agree lightly. They just decided upon a outfit camo, uh, and I believe uh, an announcement should be coming soon that they're going to rebrand back to Turaf because that's the name everyone recognizes. And I just can't be compelled to care, you know. Pour out a cold one for for Turaf. Yeah, we're at a point where swapping so many times is just a fucking headache. There comes a point. I I, I hate when deliberation comes down, especially when. You got people who don't even really know what they want. And that's what it sounds like here. Mm. But on one hand, they're like, oh, we want the old guild so we can have all the old pugs. And then on the other hand, they're like, well, you know, the name carries weight and blah, 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 blah. But honestly, they're at a point where they already made a decision. Mm -hmm. There is no going back. Going back is is making a a second decision now. Right. That isn't going to play out the way that they think it is. It's just going to further remove their power. They're going to lose more members. I mean, uh, even Rick mentioned potentially just literally like silently stepping down from being uh, an officer, right? Yeah. Because they're literally... Mr. Little Bug. Oh, no. 
because they're literally switching from one raft to two raft. The, the old two raft winner of the big big tournament that mattered yeah. a lot to a lot of people uh, still exists. There's like a couple of derelict accounts in there that they have access to, right? Um, and they're basically just going to rescue that and then populate it with the one raft people and shut that down, right? So it's going to be literally the same outfit, not just remaking it, um, which is the right thing to do if they're going to do that rather than yeah. remaking. So I get that. Uh, however, uh, what Rick said um, was that, yeah, it's happening. He's an officer of, of one raft now known as two raft, but uh, when they make the jump from one outfit to the other, he's simply not going to join it. That might change. Maybe he'll change his mind. But, like, uh, you know, he seems pretty defeated about it. It sounds like they've, they've really lost the spirit of what made us want to join them in the first place. And it's not yeah. necessarily the people, right, or the people in charge. It's just not the same experience anymore. Uh, so, you know, Melomancy's still a thing on the NC. Apparently they remember I feel us. bad. I feel bad that he name-dropped us. Because we're just, we don't plan those accounts anymore, but they're there. When we say name drop, we mean like the the current leader of of, uh, T-Raf mentioned us in a a private conversation where we saw like a tiny sliver of, just because it's like, hey, they mentioned us. We saw the sliver that mentioned our name. They didn't, they didn't, we didn't have the Our inside man didn't like toss us the information. No, he wouldn't wouldn't do that. Uh, But he told us, hey, look, they mentioned you. Uh, And it's like, oh, maybe we should plan those accounts more. And then it's like, no. We're robots now. The fourth faction is legit and fun. Uh, and we I mean, made a new outfit called Mechamancy for our robot guys. Yeah, I mean, maybe one day after we like hit, like rank six and get the shit we want, maybe we can just silently swap them back to NC. I don't know, but we'll also, see. In hindsight, we could have just allied with NC, joined Melonmancy, and then went freelance. Yeah. I didn't think but about that. We didn't. We didn't think of that. <laughs> I didn't think that would be a thing because you can, and it felt weird because like I have an account in this guild, and then I could make a new one and bring it here. Like, it didn't seem like a thing you can do, and it is. Uh, but we made Mechamancy. It's fun as fuck. The 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 NSO operatives uh, is a really fun outf- or uh, faction to play as. And uh, I'm looking forward to the next time we play. Uh, so we were talking about it on Discord. I don't know if you saw this conversation, Victim, because you didn't reply. Uh, I think it did. We we're gonna we're thinking about every Sunday night is a is a pretty consistent day that I can play because that that's my Saturday, right? So the day after I'm done working because I I do something on Saturday night uh, where I, I have friends come over after work. Um, we watch movies and stuff. It's fun. Um, it's kind of a new thing for me because. Uh, I kind of miss seeing people, and people are willing to join. It's, it's those same people that were in that big episode that we did with the six people that, yeah. that I wasn't audible, and I had to toss the episode. It was very sad. Um, but it's those people. They visit me on, on Saturdays now. Uh, <laughs> we watched- that was an unfortunate. That was a decent episode. I know. I'm so sad about that. Like, the audio is fine except for me. You can't hear me talking. You can hear everyone else. and that. It's fine. We'll bring them on, and we'll make sure it'll be a day that Jordan can join. <laughs> yes. Because that was the one man who was missing. So uh, we'll have to do it again sometime. Uh, but the point being is that, you know, Sunday nights seem to be the one day that we can play, and we can play long-term because, like, I don't work the next day. It works really great for me. Uh, Destiny, I told her about it because, you know, I moved this podcast to Tuesday so I could spend more time with her. And uh, we just beat Cyberpunk. That was a huge time commitment, and everything's great. Uh, I was telling her about this plan, and I was like, you could join us. You could roll an NSO character, and you can uh, you could drive us around. Like, um, that could be fun. The NSO medic guns are 
fucking easy to use and they're very powerful. So she might even like that. Yeah. Like, and so. I was, yeah, so that's what she did before on NC. And, uh, yeah, like she could just do that again and it helps. Having a dedicated medic that runs around in our private squad, helpful. Super helpful. Very good. Very nice. Yeah, very easy to be very helpful. And uh, she was when you're freelancing on NC and no one reses you and just, you feel it. It feels bad. Like, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Me and Simbo, we were both dead in a room. And I remember I'm like, I'm like, there's five coming. How many pass over us before one reses us? And he's like, none. Like, they're not going <laughs> to res us. And they, sure enough, they Sure enough, walk. they didn't. They just walk right by. I'm like, motherfucker. Were you living free in the NC? Did they, did they team kill you when you dropped there? I wish. At, at least at that point, there would be an explanation. But... Yeah, it would be funnier, too. <laughs> yeah, really. Actually, I had that happen to me just the other night. Dude fucking, like, shotguns through a doorway, hits only me, team kills me. Like, it, it zooms Fuck in on him, he's a medic, and he's just staring at me. I'm like, you motherfucker, res me, you bitch. <laughs> he just walked away. <laughs> oh, I was so pissed. I love it when, like, dead people, like, when I was on NC on my main and playing as medic, and I'd walk by a dead guy, like, try to kill people, right? Because I'm a medic and I have a fucking vanquisher, right? And then I'll get, like, a tell from someone who's on the ground, like, Medic, hey, Medic, revive me. And I'm like, oh, now I'm definitely not reviving you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just confirmed that I'm not going back. I am charging straight ahead. Goodbye, sir. Like, don't don't ask me to revive you. Just because I'm a medic doesn't mean I'm not better at killing them than you are. Because I have assault rifles and you don't. It was a really interesting design decision for the Planetside devs to give the assault rifles only to medics. Because, like, everyone else, they either yeah. have a carbine or they have SMG. Like, and then there's the heavy with their LMGs and then the, the fucking scout rifles on the, the, the infiltrator. Actually, I think everyone can use a scout rifle. Everyone has, can use those now, yeah. Yeah, scout rifle is, like, the semi-auto pew-pew. And then the sniper rifles are for infiltrators. But, like, only medics can use assault rifles. It's unique to them. Just, yep. just like how LMGs are unique to heavies. And it's like, Which I find um, funny too, because like, if you think about a medic, they're they've got the the medium engagement perfectly set, right? Yeah. Then they've got healing and resurrecting that gives just about as much points as killing. I think that's bold. I mean, very few games give their support classes more benefits than they do their other classes. Yeah, they should. And I think it, it needs to be that way. If mm -hmm. if I if I'm sacrificing my time. To aim at the ground with a fucking beam gun that pulls people back to life, I want to be rewarded for it. Yeah. I am actively doing something that isn't really the game that you're expecting to play when you first boot it up. Right. They should have just named but it. But it feels uh, rewarding, and that's all that really matters. They should have named the class Medium Assault, because that's really what it is. That's a lot of people make that joke, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's like, there's Light Assault, Medium Assault, Heavy Assault. Which one's Medium Assault? Medic. <laughs> Yep. Not engineer, not infiltrator, <laughs> medic, and that's kind of cool. I like that. Anyway, burning through these agenda topics, we should probably move on though. So, let's see. Uh, you mentioned the other day uh, that Tencent did something related to lobbying for for digital rights. Can you tell yeah. me more about that? Because I didn't hear about that, and I never asked you for context. It it's <laughs> weird. Uh, I. I don't have the article up right now, so I, I might get some of these details wrong. I mean, honestly, at, at a point where anything we say here about this, you probably should do your due diligence. We're not 
<laughs> experts on these topics. This is why we but, record at um, night. <laughs> but anyways, that, the point was, though, that uh, I was reading along and I heard in a video and I'm like, I'm like, wait. So Tencent is doing this lobbying thing when they wanted to pass down digital assets. And so the point would be, like, let's say, like, uh, League of Legends, I guess a perfect example, Tencent game. Let's say you own, like, you got, like, a thousand bucks down in, like, skins and champions and whatever, right? And you get, I don't know, cancer and you're going to die. You know you're going to die. You got a couple months to live. Well, in your will, you can, if what they pass goes into, into effect, you'd be able to write your League of Legends account into your will. And that probably sounds cringy as fuck. Uh, I'll admit, sure. But it's money. We could be talking about thousands of dollars. Yeah, exactly. Like, fuck, I don't know. Let's say Genshin. You know, some people got like tens of thousands of dollars in that. You could write your Genshin account to someone in your will. And then those companies will have to fulfill that request. And the, what, what stood out to me about this, because honestly, at the end of the day, let's be real. If you wrote your account into your will without this law going into effect, no matter where you are, the company's probably going to oblige. If you can prove that they died... You get a death certificate or a fucking obituary or some bullshit. They're probably gonna do it. What? What's? It hurts them little to do it. Real quick, Ice Loops is Bye. right. He says, "What if you have tons of CS:GO skins? This is exactly what Tencent's proposal aims to protect. Like you could pass yeah. that down to your next of kin. Um, yeah, we could be talking thousands and thousands of dollars worth of digital like bullshit." But it, it just surprised me. I'm like, why would Tencent lobby for something like this? They're they're you know well known as being the scumbags of of the gaming world. Yeah, they don't get as much of a bad rap as EA, but they probably should. Right. Um, and then they pull something like this. Like they don't give a shit about Goodwill. That's not it. I'm trying to figure out what their angle is, but I can't. I, I just can't figure it out. That reminds me, uh, so so Iceland brings up CSGO skins, right? And it reminds me of a funny yeah. story about how um, my little brother-in-law, when he was very oh, old, yeah. when he was little, little, like his voice hasn't cracked yet, little, he uh, once, and he, he doesn't do this no more, and he got in trouble for it, and he's been, he, he learned and grew from it, but like... It, it wasn't like months of grounding? Uh, no computer? More than a year. Um, yeah, holy they, shit. They actually sold his computer. Uh, but what happened was oh, he would okay. steal his mom's credit card and buy CSGO skins, quite a few, enough for her to really notice. Um, and it was, uh, it was bad. Don't steal your parents' credit card, kids. Like, uh, just, just tell them. Like, you know, I mean, in our day, right? So, like, you know, my, my little brother-in-law, you know, he's, he's a Zoomer. He's an elder Zoomer, as I like to call him, right? Born in the year 1999. Elder Zoomer. Um, you know, his parents were Gen Xers. Like, they don't understand, right? You know, a little bit more than boomers, but they don't understand, right? Whereas millennial parents, you know, like me, like, we'll get it. Like, you know, and I, I brought this up in a previous episode. Like, let's say, you know, 10 years from now, like, my, my oldest son wants to play Genshin Impact, like, 3. And, uh, you know, it's like, <laughs> look at this waifu. I want it. And it's like, I want it, too. <laughs> you just look at him and like, all right, where are you at in pity? How much money is this going to run me? 150? Yeah. yeah, okay, that's fine. <laughs> and whereas if I go to if I were to go to my parents, they'd be like 100 100 bucks? 100 dollars for 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 a character you know you own you already own the for, game. For a character in that's the game. That's not enough. Did you not unlock the character the right way? Do you need to look up the cheat code? Like I don't get it. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then they'd come in while I'm like you know, fucking popping in the credit card informa information, ask me to pause it real quick. Yeah, 
I'm not I'm not above like you know making the kids work for it. Like I'm not just gonna oh, you know, no. yeah, exactly. I'm not just gonna slide them gotcha dollars, right? You know, that's not okay. That just encourages a gambling habit, right? <laughs> I remember my dad, like we used to like as soon as I turned eighteen, we started going to the casino every week, uh, on Sundays. He used to call it going to church. Like the church yeah. the slot machine row. because uh, we would actually it was awesome. It's it's funny you mentioned that at eighteen, because in Canada Oh, uh, there was actual like forms of gambling that were illegal for kids of any age to participate in. Really? And I used to, yeah. When I was when I was like really young, they used to take me to the bingo alley, and I'd play bingo for real money. I mean, it was my mom's money that I was spending, but if I won, it would be real money. And I think even slot machines, like, had a really low age for a little bit. It wasn't until like. I think I would have been like 10 about that. They started making it so that you had to be like 16 or older to, to start doing most of that mm. shit. And I think now it's 19. I think they've, they've, they further upped it to 19. I subscribe to another great point in the chat. You should get this chat open victim. You should just hear what he has. To I say. really should. I, I keep forgetting. to pull. I'm going to read it to you since you don't have it open. Uh, Pokemon cards could also be gambling. And that's fucking true. Holy shit. Like, think about it. They're basically yeah. a loot box. A pack of Pokemon cards is like a loot box and it's never changed. It's always been like that, right? And packs of Pokemon cards for the last, like, six or seven years have included a little card with a little, like, IQR code to go get the digital cards in the online version of the card game, which is also, like, you pay for packs. You don't just get access to every card. That would be, you know, too consumer-friendly. Although card- you can always buy, like, the, the booster sets that come with, like, pre-built decks, right? I think... I think Pokemon did that. Yeah, but also uh, Pokemon did a, a really cool thing where um, they made booster decks out of the uh, winner and runner-up of the World Championship. Because they did a really aggressive set rotation um, <laughs> for their ban list, right? It was based on sets and, and rotating sets, right? So uh, those cards weren't legal forever. Uh, but how cool would it be to say, I want to get into Pokemon. Let's buy a starter deck of the fucking last world champion that there was. Right? Like, it's like you're instantly in the meta and it's fine. Because they made a boost. They made a starter deck out of that guy's fucking deck. Like. I mean, that's pretty cool. But that is so, like, cool of them. I mean, it may, maybe not so cool for, like, hyper competitive players. But for, like, consumers, that's pretty cool. Well, a lot of them play the same shit, and I've been over it before. I won't go into it here. Uh, but, like, you know, there, you see a lot of the same shit at the highest level of play. Uh, like, between the meta decks and the the rogue decks, and it's all, like, it feels like you've seen them all after you fight a few people, um, was my experience. Like, there are little variations. Everyone has their own spin on different meta decks. But everyone has, like, a very specific deck. Like, I remember, like, it, when I went to this, these championships, uh, there's a highlight for this on the Highlights channel. But, like, uh, that year, like, there were so many Machamp decks. There were so many Luxray GX decks, right? Um, or, or Toxicroak decks. And, like, there, there, was, there was many meta decks, like, more than five, right? But, like, you see them over and over. <laughs> yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh! was the one that I played when I was young, um, instead of Pokemon. And I'm kind of the same boat. don't really remember a whole lot, but, like, 
I don't know. I, I, I've tried to like look into Yu-Gi-Oh! Not to play it, but just to try and remember bits of it. And it just that doesn't look like a good card game. I'm surprised people still play it. It's alright. Like, um, and, and Iceloop says in the chat he used to play it too. Thanks, yeah. thanks for contributing, by the way. It really helps me. I, I, I pulled up the chat. I got it up <laughs> Yeah, so I played Yu-Gi-Oh! when I was young as well. I played Pokemon as an adult. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, me and Destiny drove to California for a championship once. Like, okay, yeah. Pokemon was big in like the city over, but Yu-Gi-Oh was what yeah. was big here. We weren't so. married yet, but it was uh, you know, we were living together and we were still playing Pokemon like every week. It was fine. It was a thing that we did together. <laughs> See, I want to play more Magic. I'm so I miss playing it in person. We tried to play it online a couple times, but like it's just not the same. Mm-hmm. Like that's it, what I like about Yu-Gi-Oh though, cuz it feels like like Weeb Magic. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, love exactly. the art. I love the art and the style and the ridiculousness of it all, uh, and it's so like profoundly Eastern. Right. Drop my bell song. I'm not gonna pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> I was flipping the quiet one, trying to like be nice, uh, but I dropped it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> still, like I I want to get back into Yu-Gi-Oh, but I I have no reason to play Yu-Gi-Oh. I don't have anyone to play it with. Like I feel like I want to play like the online game. I always really hated the battle flow in Yu-Gi-Oh, though. Like, like or looking at it, because like I don't know. It's something about like I throw my monster out, I attack. It's like oh, thanks, man. <laughs> it's like it's just a little different. Like I feel like Pokemon has more. I'm just too used to magic now i guess i think pokemon is closer to magic than Yu-Gi-Oh. like mechanically like with the way energy and land works yeah um it is very very close together whereas Yu-Gi-Oh is just fucking ridiculous and weird um it's nostalgic i like the cards like if if i had a way to like get into it like for no money i would do it, it is where i'm at with, that's where my head's at with that uh but you know speaking of you know anime magic we have one more topic on the agenda that we must cover because it will not be topical next time we talk. Oh, yes, fair. The merger. Funimation. Crunchyroll. Is it a monopoly? Are they going to get sued? What, what do you think? I mean, on one hand, this changes nothing. Will they? Maybe. I mean, honestly, we're at a point where there isn't... They literally have no competition anymore. Are, are you sure, though? Because so... Because Netflix, to their credit, is pretty good competition for Crunchyroll. Actually, I forgot. Netflix does do its own dubs. They don't outsource. They don't, So yeah. Netflix is the remaining one. They don't just do their own dubs. They have their own original shows that they pay for. They have, yeah. they have both exclusivity deals and Netflix-produced shows. That's fair. But the reason why I don't think much will change, though, is... Funimation and Crunchyroll are pretty much already the same company at the end of the day. Like they do such similar things. And Crunchyroll's site, while it's better, both the sites aren't that great. Yeah, their players suck. There's like streaming it is a nightmare. Like it's almost it feels like the the different like streaming piracy sites worked better than their own fucking site. Oh, one hundred percent. And And there's some episodes that are missing from fucking Crunchyroll Funimation, right? Like, I remember, like, I saw online somewhere, like, somebody was, like, complaining that Hunter Hunter episode, I think it was, like, 54, 53, missing from Funimation Crunchyroll. Uh, they had to pirate it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Turns out it was on Netflix, but whatever. Um, 
Oh, but the point is, is that you know Netflix uh, seems to be the biggest argument legally that they don't have a monopoly. Uh, but I'd like to point out something that I pointed out in our private channel the other night. Um, they weren't really competing with each other. They were competing against privacy, uh, piracy because they, they had no drive to innovate and their services were really shitty. And they were both censorous assholes, right? Like, a lot of people are terrified that Sony, being in charge of the Western dubbing and release and something of anime, right, uh, will censor lots of things, kind of like how they censor weeb trash like playstation games right uh like why i never thought in my in my years of life that you know sony would be the ones you know censoring the anime tits meanwhile nintendo is letting them out like yeah that 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 confuses me to no end nintendo it wouldn't even be a question nobody even bat an eye or be angry at them because they label themselves as a family-friendly console right but then here they are being like nah bro we still label games if it's family friendly, don't buy the fucking game you're not supposed to be buying. Yeah. But Sony's like, nah, we gotta protect everyone. But the reason, I mean, the reason for that though is because Sony is a more is not even a J- Japanese company anymore. They're Western. Yeah, they've been Western. They're 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 globalization. They're, um, yeah, their their fucking CEO dude at the top of like all of Sony is in their Western branch now, and Japanese uh, consumers fucking hate it. Mm-hmm. They, and it's not, it's, and they didn't hit, like a lot of people try to paint it as like, oh, it's just because blah, 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 Western, blah, blah, blah. No, it's because they literally don't do anything for the East anymore. Japan gets, it's any about preferential treatment. They don't get good treatment anymore. They get bad treatment. They get treated like they don't exist. Mm-hmm. And that's that's shitty. I mean, Sony was originally a fucking Japanese company. Um, now, it, I think we both markets should be getting equal treatment <laughs> right. for that matter. But yeah, still, it's just, goddamn. It's like, so everyone just assumes that, you know, Sony in charge is bad news for the censoring because there's already, like, complaints online of, like, uh, poor translation of, of anime. That's true, I, yeah. Right? And, you know, there's more to it than just translating the words because it, it doesn't, it's not one-to-one, right? There's, there's interpretation. Like, I'm more keenly aware of this because I'm fluent in sign language, and sign language to English is not one-to-one, right? Yeah. Um, it's interpretive. And so the art of translating something... Uh, is kind of up to the the English of the of the translator, right? Uh, and so, you know, there's a lot of there's factors to consider. It, there's not a correct answer when you translate something. There's just you know a, a ballpark of correct answers. Yeah, it um, might also be a hot take too. But I I'm a fan of localization when it comes to like altering something a little bit so that it fits a, a separate audience. Oh, that doesn't mean I want them to change the story. Or to make it so that you know it's it's fitting some agenda or some culture that like it doesn't need to, right? Uh, which they've done some of that over the years, and they've gotten their, their you know they've gotten their flack. They've been shouted out for it. We don't have to like beat that uh, dead horse at this point. But like the the point of it all though, is that the the issue comes is when they go too far with it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the art of like not necessarily censoring, but like altering things is necessarily a bad thing. That's why I didn't. I didn't really give a shit when they, like, uh, the the big one is One Piece. Uh, when four kids got a hold of it, and they removed like cigarettes and replaced them with lollipops and right. removed guns and shit. It's like, honestly, is that really something to get angry over? I don't think so. It's funny and they shouldn't be doing it, but at the same time, it didn't change anything. It's not like they were changing the fundamentals of a show to a point where you couldn't watch a show and get the show from it. But Funimation is doing that, and that's the problem. Right. 
and like that was just too far like they did it to Yu-Gi-Oh as well there was a scene where they like flick a card and like jams a gun and like yeah. they changed and it to the finger gun guns there. They, yeah. and they changed some of it to finger guns like yeah so fucking hilarious dude. it's fucking stupid like the the Americans can handle a little bit of Japanese culture in their fucking thing right like um like Sailor Moon's original dub they changed the names of the characters to be more American like that always weirded me out. I mean, they did the same thing with the Xenoblade 2 dub, funny enough, yeah. right? But, like, on one hand, I kind of understand the sentiment of a localizer. Because uh-huh. they don't want to make everything weird and hard to pronounce for people that are not, like, familiar with it. But the issue is that, at the point of Xenoblade, I don't think anyone would have had that problem. Yeah, and They probably did it to fit the theme more than anything. And that's why I'm, I just, it doesn't bother me, but it is a weird change. Sailor Moon, on the other hand, they did it strictly because they figured little kids would be like, oh, I'm trying to remember one of their fucking Japanese names off the top of my head. I don't know. Like what? Like, like the main character girl, her name was Usagi. Usagi, that's what it was. Yeah. What they change like, you hear Sabrina that and you're like, some shit? like, yes. Yeah. Ugh. They instantly just be like, Usagi, what the fuck is that? Is that, is that a name? <laughs> Mom, Dad, what the fuck is Usagi? And they're gonna be like, oh. Why are you watching those foreign shows? Get get off and go mow the lawn. Like I could see, yeah, it. I could see it coming. So. Could you imagine though, like in the '90s, if um, whoever the fuck uh, Toei like dubbed Dragon Ball Z? Oh fuck, that's what, true too. Imagine they change Goku's name to like fucking like Kyle. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, would I don't so think I'd fucked. watch it. I don't think I'd watch it. That sounds stupid. Ice Loops brings up a good point, too. Um, they removed the... There There was a lesbian couple in Sailor Moon that they, they can't. They made them cousins in the yeah. the localization. I forgot about that part. Yeah. So Ice Loops, Cowboy Bebop will do you well because that one is very well dubbed. In fact, if, if bonus points if you watch it in English because the, they had a, an English voice director that obviously cared about the property. And so the English dub of Cowboy Bebop is actually really good. There's no, oh, yeah. bullshit, the, no bullshit in it. It's art. The original creator swears by it. Yeah. The, the Japanese dub doesn't exist to him. Yeah, same, the same so. thing happened with Metal Gear Solid and Hideo Kojima. He just prefers the English dub over the Japanese dub. Like, same idea. And Victim, you need to finish Cowboy Bebop. You haven't done it yet. I do. I 100% do. I'm like halfway through it. I just need to, need to finish. You need to do it. I bring it up every but time. One, one of the big things, too, for me is that I always hated the, like, like the weeb fucking argument of like i watch watching subs it's more nuanced and you you get more the the original creator wanted and then you come to realize that that's not really how that works at all (laughs) half the time because some localizer uh is doing the 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 subtitles and then they change just as much shit exactly and sometimes it it is nefarious sometimes it is nefarious and they'll they'll brag about it on twitter and be like look at this thing i did the anime nerds are gonna hate this and it's like they fucking paid you to do that like you're not going to get work again if they find out that you tweeted this. You're lucky uh, that, you know, they don't speak English. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm at a point in my life where I'll watch it whatever that whatever comes to me. Uh-huh. It's like, if I think something looks fucking amazing and it's not in English, ah, whatever. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. I just, I'll, I'll do it either way. But, I mean, I'd be lying if I didn't say I didn't prefer dubs just because it's nice to sit in my bed. Not, you know, I don't have not the greatest eyesight. So I don't want to, you know, I can't really read when I'm laying all the way over here. This is why you know, my TV's on the other side of my room. So you need to pull up Netflix or Hulu or wherever the fuck it is, or your streaming privacy site of, of choice. You need to watch Gundam: The Origin. 
and you need to watch it in English because they also had a really good voice director that gave a shit about English, and the dub is the definitive experience. The, I mean, the original Japanese dub is good too, but like, it's really fucking good. Yeah, Bakano had the same thing going for it. Just the director's like, oh, this took place in the fifties. Yeah, everyone's gonna have fifties relevant accents. <laughs> also, Keith Silverstein is the main character, and that just makes it uh, ten for me. Yeah, okay. He's so good. He's the main fucking character. He doesn't show up for. I mean, well. He's, he's like a child in the first, like, episode and a half. But, like, also, these are not episodes. They're movies. Like, oh, okay. hour, about an hour long each. Uh, but they were released in theaters, like, as they came out. They were, like, big, big money, big budget production. And it, it shows. It's really, really awesome. Um, big recommend. So... I, I don't know what to think about the fucking merger, though. Like, Netflix is going to be the reason in court that they cite that, no, it's not a monopoly, guys. Fuck off. But, like, it's close. Yeah, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Would I want them to be broken up and have this be a, kind of a wrench in their plans? Yeah, 100%. Because it's like, we don't need the industry to get worse. And that's ultimately what this will be. It'll be a little, only a little bit worse because it's already pretty bad. But still. Um, and I mean, I think Netflix has been killing it comparatively. A lot of people like this shit on Netflix, but I think honestly, they've been better than what has existed in the industry up to this point. Netflix so, is in a weird place because, like, uh, every time I want to watch a movie, I first go to Netflix because I'm still fucking paying for it, and I look yep. at the movie and find out that it's not there. Right? Happens almost every time I want to look at, I want to watch a movie. Right? But every time you scroll through Netflix, it's loaded with original Netflix exclusive stuff in every genre. Good. In every genre you can imagine, from game shows to fucking anime, right? Like they make so much original stuff. Like that's what they should be doing. Like they should be applauded for this, right? Oh yeah, no. It, like regardless of like ninety percent of like their indie movies that they like fund are just not good but yeah you know it, it's Sometimes but like the fact are. that they're doing it is the thing right yeah and they're providing a space for it too they're not just funding it they're they're basically giving them it, it's it's like imagine you know 10 years ago and you want to pitch a movie or an indie movie and you pitch it to like you know some college kid or college kids for that matter you make it you put it in a fucking film festival and it goes nowhere or like five years later, you put it on YouTube and it gets no views. Now you go to Netflix and they like your idea and they're like, "Yeah, here's a couple thousand dollars. Go make the movie." Doesn't couple matter how thousand. bad you end up making it, it's still it still shows up on Netflix and it's still gonna show in search results. Though to be fair, uh, for this movie night thing that I've been doing with my friends uh, in person on on Saturday nights, uh, I have been intentionally looking for bad movies like the Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> movie. Uh, oh yes, that's a good movie. For for, uh, for it's good, not, bad, so bad it so bad yeah. it's good. I mean, sorry. They got fucking Jeremy Irons to be the bad guy. <laughs> fucking Scar from Lion King. <laughs> what is he doing in this movie? Uh, but and then we watched Shark Exorcist, which looks like oh god, it looks like it was made for a couple hundred dollars. Like that movie is <laughs> so bad. Like I I can't even begin to explain to you why it was bad. Like. It's an experience. It's not a good experience, but it is an experience. <laughs> anyway, it's outro time, victim. So a couple things first. So you're going on vacation. 
Yes. I have a wedding anniversary. So we're still going to release an episode um, next time, two weeks from now. Uh, but I'm going to record it earlier, and Victim's not going to be in it. Uh, I'm going to, I don't know who's going to be in it. I'm going to arrange something. Um, or if I don't, I don't know, maybe I'll play Clone Heroes. I, I haven't decided what my backup plan is yet. Uh, but I have a couple ideas of how to fill the time. And I'm going to, I will live stream ahead of the release, and I just will release it on the day of, like normal. Because uh, algorithmic growth is good. The metrics speak for themselves. I know most of you are listening and not watching live. That is very clear. Uh, but that's fine. You do you. Like, I'm cool with that. Uh, and I'm going to do I mean, my if you like to... my voice, uh, I, I mean, that's pretty flattering. So <laughs> I'm, I'm down with that. <laughs> so we will continue to make these episodes at the pace that we're making them. One day we'll go weekly, but I'm not ready for it. I don't do this for money. I do this for fun. Fuck off, Dream. <laughs> anyway so if if you want to get more victim he's doing a tales of marathon uh he can be found at victim or <coughs> at mm underscore victim at twitter.com or twitch.tv slash a victim of gaming go follow him and subscribe and 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 watch him play through old games and struggle through the worst of it and then um if you want to play Crowfall, I mean, or Planetside, like, you know, there's a link to our Discord on melomancy.net. Yep. We'll hook you up. I've only played Crowfall for a single day, so I don't even know what I'm in for. But Planetside is something that we do pretty regularly. And we're hoping to do that more often on Sundays, specifically. So, you know, look forward to that. Uh, I can be found at ship, or at Dylon at shipposter.club. That's my only social media. I also own the brand account at melomancy at twitter.com, but don't message me there. I won't read it. Um... Uh, that's it. I got nothing else. Any last words, victim? I don't know. Eat your vegetables. Eat your vegetables, children. <laughs>